good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> if no one's told you they love you today, I want to be the first. I love you. Uh, I want to greet our online viewers today and let you know that we're having to do things a little bit different here at Regeneration Nashville, only because of inclement weather. In, here in our city, uh, we are expecting uh, blizzard condi conditions tomorrow. And so actually this is being filmed on Saturday and we'll air it to you on Sunday because we will all be snowed in about the time you see this. And so we just want you to know how much we love you and we can't miss an opportunity to be here with you and share the word of the Lord and the spirit of God. Let me tell you something. Jesus is Lord. I'm going to say it again. Jesus is Lord over all. And we come rejoicing in the presence of the Lord today. King David said, I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. And we come rejoicing for the joy of the Lord is our strength. Why don't we stand? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And let's just invite the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place. Father, we are so thankful for the Spirit of the Lord that we already feel in this place. Lord, you said that when two or three are gathered together in your name, that you are in our midst. And we say, welcome, Holy Spirit. Have your way, oh God, in this service and around the world as our family watches. Lord, we rejoice in you. We give you praise and glory, oh God, for the things that you have done, the things that you are doing, and what you will do, God. We thank you in advance. Lord, your word says give thanks in all things for this is the will of God concerning you so Lord we thank you in Jesus name amen amen I'm going to invite Pastor Kent to the podium to share the word of the Lord and so I know it's going to be wonderful God bless you Amen. Well, praise the Lord, church. <clears throat> Amen. Aren't you glad that we have a God that's alive and well? That we don't have to reminisce of who he used to be while we look at a tomb. But we look at an, an awesome God. And um, I want to say thank you for coming today. I know that this is a little bit unusual. And, uh, <clears throat> of course, thank you for... Uh, just supporting us and we'll talk a little bit about Josh and the message but uh, and I've been seeking the Lord <clears throat> on how God wanted me to speak today um, and for the about the last uh, maybe about 10 days ago the Lord began to talk to me and I was praying the Lord said the enemy is after the voice of God in the earth right now and he's trying to silence the voice of God. And of course, in the natural, you can see the symbolism of that because for the almost two years now, um, around the world, we've been asked to wear a mask. And I'm sure that we've all experienced trying to have conversation with somebody in a restaurant or somewhere and, and you can't understand what they're saying because it's so mumbled and and uh, convoluted through the mask and it's difficult to have a articulate conversation but 
That is just an outward appearance of what's taking place in the spirit realm. And we see that silence uh, that the enemy's trying to perpetrate in the earth by the fact that many of our churches have been shut down. Uh, here at our church, we experienced that just for a short time. And we decided to open up on Pentecost Sunday a year ago, a uh, year and a half ago, somewhere around there, because I believe God has much to say. And so, um, of course, one of the ways that the enemy tries to silence us is by creating an environment that will steal your joy. He will use incidents and circumstances to try to get you distracted from the Word of God. And he will try to make your needs seem bigger than your God. And whenever the enemy can make your need bigger than your God, you lose. You have to walk in a place that you truly believe that with man, things that are impossible, but with God, nothing is impossible. The foundation of what you and I have in the earth today is called the Word of God. And it cannot be added to and it cannot be taken away because it's at the foundation. And once you build a house, you don't really go back in and try to take the foundation out and fix it because it's fixed. And the Word of the Lord cannot be changed. And God said this. He said, you can have prophecy and it's a great thing, but prophecy many times is contingent on different factors. It can be contingent on how we receive it. It can be contingent on our response. It can be contingent on our faith that we receive the prophetic word in. But Peter said this. He said, we have a more sure word of prophecy. And he was referring to the written word of God. And of course, we know this, that the written word of God is the voice of God in the earth, in the written form. And when we preach, we preach from the Bible because it is the word of the Lord that has been forever settled. So as I was beginning to pray about this and God began to speak, he said, the enemy's trying to silence the voice of God in the earth. And God spoke to me, he said, the voice is the church. You and I are now the voice of God. We speak what we hear God saying, but Jesus Christ is in heaven. And then he released, hallelujah, an anointing of creation and he birthed the church. And we are the body of Christ and it's in the body of Christ that we have the ability to speak on behalf of Jesus. That's why he said, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And so I want to take a, a passage of scripture today and we're going to skirt around this some with some other things. But this is out of the book of Hebrews. Chapter 12 says, verse 25, See that you refuse not him that speaketh. It's speaking of Jesus now. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth. This is talking about when Jesus' ministry was on the earth. There were those who refused him. He said, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. This is just simply saying there was a time that Jesus spake because he was in the earth. 
But now when he speaks, he speaks because he is in heaven. Ephesians says this about Christ. He sits on the right hand of the Father. Whenever the Father looks to his right hand, he sees Jesus. And whenever Jesus looks to his right hand, he sees me and you. Because the Bible says we are seated at the right hand of the Father. Now verse 26 is really where I want to take this. It says, whose voice then shook the earth. This is the reason why the enemy came after Jesus. It's because when he spoke, he shook things. This is what it says about Jesus. It said that when people came and heard him speak, they said, what kind of man is this? For he doesn't speak like the scribes, but he speaks with authority. And when you begin to speak with authority, there is a difference. The problem for so many believers because they do not have faith is they speak like scribes that have no authority. They only have a knowledge. But when you begin to speak with authority, you begin to shake things. You begin to move things. And this is why hell hates men and women that become the voice of God. Because when you and I begin to speak, strongholds begin to be moved by the power of God. And there is a spirit of hell right now that's trying to muzzle God's people by parading in front of us the impossible in the natural. But when you stand on the word of the Lord, you are not moved by what you see. You are moved, hallelujah, by what you have already heard by the power of the Holy Ghost. So God says to us, be not silent, hallelujah, but lift up your voice and declare the wondrous works of the Lord. Hebrews says that when Jesus spoke, he shook the earth. Hell had never heard anybody speak like this since the Garden of Eden. He shook the earth. There were great men in the Old Testament, but none of them spoke like Jesus. They would say, Master, don't you care? We're going to drown. And he would just step up and look at the Sea of Galilee that was 13 miles long approximately and several miles wide with waves 8 and 10 feet tall. And he would just say, peace, be still. He didn't speak to the waves. He spoke to the wind, it says. Because the waves weren't the problem. The wind was the problem. There was no waves without wind, and God recognized that, so he went to the root of it. We're not here in America today as Christians to address the symptoms. We're here to address the problem and the cause by the Spirit of the Lord. We don't compromise with the enemy. Hallelujah. This church is a different church. 
The believers online with us are different believers. So we don't buy into that, well, the days of miracles are over and that, that there are some things that cannot be done. No, sir. Greater works than these shall ye do. And we declare, as Joshua would say, I do not declare, I do not believe what I see, but I see what I believe. As I laid hands on my son today, I spoke that I said, God, I do not believe what I see in this hospital bed, but I see what I believe by the power of God. You give me two or three believers that are gathered in the name of Jesus, and we will shake hell hallelujah when jesus shook the earth things happen and when believers shake the kingdom of darkness things are moved by the power of god we're not fair weather believers so the next part of this verse says his voice then shook the earth but now he has promised. And we know that when God promises something, he cannot lie. It says, but now he has promised, saying, yet once more, I shake not the earth only, but also the heaven, or the, 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 the translation says heavens. And so this is what really rose in my spirit. What we're beginning to see now is not God just shaking the earth. What we're seeing now is God said, I'm going to shake the heavens again. The method that he used to shake the earth was his voice. The method that God is going to use now to shake the heavens. Why would God shake the heavens? Because the Bible says that Satan is the prince and the power of the heavens, of the air. That's where he rules and reigns. And everything that you see in the natural that's evil is being controlled by demon spirits and authorities that are in heavenly places. This is why the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities and powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in the heavens. So pulling down strongholds. So what's happened is we have now come to the apex of battle. For the last few years we have begun to see God tell us things and do things and prophesy things but when we moved over into the year 2022 it is now a time when God is not prophesying God is beginning to fulfill and uh, we have for so long and uh, we've we've talked about healing we've seen some healings on this platform and we have testimonies of divine healing and so, Regeneration Nashville, I believe that God has raised us up as a God portal in the earth. That the Spirit of the Lord will flow through. And I shared uh, last night at prayer meeting, God began to speak to me. He said, you are a God portal that has been closed. And in 2022, God said, I am opening the God portal to heaven. That the Spirit of the Lord is going to flow through. 
And so I was praying a while back and I told the Lord, I said, God, you're going to have to do something in this church for the world to see that science cannot explain away, that nobody can take credit for. Little did I know what I was praying. And of course, now we know that Joshua, my son, and, and the man of God that stands up here, our missions director, and the one that does the marvelous jobs on, on communion, and he lives and breathes healing in his license plate, says not sick. He's my firstborn son that has such a call of God in his life. And we know that he lays in a hospital today in critical condition. But we also know this, that God is raising him up. There is no alternative. We're not a church that prays, well, Lord, if it's your will, it is his will. Hear me on the online. There is never a moment when you are a believer that it is God's will for you to suffer or to die of sickness. Those are demon spirits from hell. And so God is going to show the world, says the Lord, hallelujah, that when my people who are called by my name call upon the name of the Lord, he says, I have already heard even before you called. And the reason the enemy's trying to put him out is because there is a voice that's inside of Josh hallelujah and there's a voice inside this church there's a voice inside of you we do not accept heaviness we do not accept the enemy's assessment we do not believe the lies from hell and every time the devil lies we say liar you and I stand on the word of the Lord we either put up or shut up hallelujah can I tell you, this is the apex. When God finishes this work, there is no end to what the Lord is going to release by the power of the Holy Ghost. So when you watch this little video right now of what Josh is declaring, know this, we'll see this again by the power of the Holy Ghost. God says, I've raised you up for this hour because I knew you had the strength to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Do not set up tent. Do not make preparation for death. Do not compromise with the enemy. Hold your ground. Hold your ground. Stand on the word of the Lord. Hold on to the word of God. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Can we lift our hands today in the house of God? Hallelujah, Jesus. We praise you. We glorify you in this place. We come expecting. We honor you. This morning I was out walking in our neighborhood and the Lord said to me, he goes, tell them to start taking me and my word at face value. Tell them to have childlike faith for their healing. Not to have the faith of a 50-year-old whose mama died of cancer so you don't think it can work for you because your faith isn't right and you don't hold your tongue correctly like somebody else does so you can't get healed but they can. We make it too hard. 
We make it too difficult. Jesus didn't make it too difficult. He said, I will bring none of these plagues upon your house. Ask anything in my name, believing when you pray, and you will have it. If two or three are gathered together and ask, and ask anything in my name, I will do it. Did you know that two and a half million people left Egypt, crossed over, and not one of them was sick? Not one. Not one person had a hangnail, a headache, a canker sore, because it's the perfect will of God for us to walk and live in divine health. The Lord said, I would that you would walk in divine healing, that none of you would be sick. Today I saved seats for seven families who are desperate for a miracle. For families who came to this church saying, Lord, if you don't heal me, I'm probably going to die. They have come with desperation in their spirit and a childlike faith that some of us need to get a hold of, and they're going to get their miracle today. People are coming out of wheelchairs today. Cancer is being burned out today. It is for them, it is for you, it is for all of us. It is for all of us so we can show the world who Jesus really is and what he really does. I've said this before, but if you watch Catherine Coleman, she never laid hands on anybody. But what she said she did is she goes, we make room for the Holy Ghost to operate in our service. And I know that I know that I know with every fiber of my being that it is a perfect will of God for nobody to be sick. Everybody should be healed at our pastor's conference this weekend, which was incredible. It was so incredible. If you were there, you know. But I talked to several people about healing and sickness, and, and they didn't understand sometimes why somebody died. And my wife and I talk about this a lot, and I told him what I tell everybody. I don't know why they didn't get healed, but it is the perfect will of God for everybody to be healed. But when I say that, I'm not only saying it for them, I'm saying it for the devil. I'm training hell that he cannot come against me or my home with sickness. Because every time he tries to persecute me, I'll say, I know that I know that I know that you are a liar. And it is the perfect will of God for everybody to be healed. So when I say this, demons are learning, hey, he's saying it again. He doesn't, know, he doesn't believe us. He gets it. He gets that nobody can be sick because nobody can be sick. If you don't have the faith to do it, I have the faith to believe for your healing right now in the name of Jesus. Let's lift our hands and just usher in the presence of God today. God, we stand for miracles today in the name of Jesus. I command restoration for every person who is in a wheelchair, has cancer, is sick in their body, that they are restored to perfect and divine health permanently in their life, that they operate in divine healing and they walk in divine health today and greater things than you shall we do because you told us we would in jesus name amen so every individual every move of god that is a voice in this hour is not just shaking the earth but now we're shaking the strongholds, the heavens. And for decades, to some degree, we've shaken the earth. But the enemy's not been mortally wounded. And so we have the ebbs and the flows of God. But this time, hallelujah, I believe for the next three years, we are going to see acts on steroids. <laughs> Hallelujah. That we see what God wants to say. Listen, the enemy, he 
hates people of faith. It is a voice that is needed to expose something that's evil. It has to be a voice that declares it's wrong or uncovers it. It's very interesting that the word voice here in the Hebrew, one of its, or in the Greek, one of its meanings means to expose. This is why hell hates people of faith right now. Because our voice is going to expose the hidden things of the enemy. Because he likes to do it in secret. The Bible says everything that's been done in secret, spoken in secret, is going to be revealed. And everything that's been hidden is going to be uncovered. How's that going to be? It's going to take the church, her voice. We can either be a scribe that is able to articulate the word, or we can be sons and daughters of Jesus who demonstrate the word. Whenever there is going to be a great move of God, it is always preceded by a voice. And before God ever began to loose what we're beginning to walk into right now, he raised up the voice of the prophet in the earth who began to prophesy and declare what he was going to do. And God's had some great men, some are visible, some are not, are not as well known, but there has been a voice, a prophetic voice that had to precede what God was going to do in the earth. You say, why? Because it deals with things. Remember in the New Testament, it speaks of John the Baptist. And the Bible said this, he was a voice declaring, not in a green place, but in the wilderness, where there didn't seem to be anything that was fresh. And he came forth, and what was he saying? He was saying this, prepare ye, get ready for the way of the Lord. So what was his ministry about? The Bible says his ministry was about taking the high mountains that could not be climbed and bringing them down to a place that you could walk through them in a flat place. Taking valleys that were too deep and filling them in until they came up to a level place. And taking the crooked roads that were too difficult to navigate and turning them into a straight path. That's what he was about. He was preparing the way of the Lord. Why? Because Jesus was on his way. You and I have been pulling down mountains. We have been raising up valleys. We have been straightening out the crooked paths. What is it? We are a voice crying in the wilderness. Get ready, earth. 
prepare ye the way of the Lord for there's one greater and mightier than us whose shoes we're not worthy to unlatch he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire who is that that is the, the visitation of the Lord Jesus Christ in the midst of the earth And the spirit that hell raises up to silence the voice that speaks for God is Jezebel. There are two spirits, two, two mantles that came from the Old Testament into the New Testament. One is the spirit of Jezebel and one is the spirit of Elijah. In fact, the last thing that God talks about in the last chapter of the last book of the Old Testament is he said this I am going to send you the spirit of Elijah before that great and terrible day of the Lord why would God do that because it's the only anointing that can break the spirit of Jezebel now I'm going to show you a pattern here the Bible says this about John the Baptist, that he was the voice that heaven raised up to create the entrance for God in flesh. And when God in flesh showed up, they would just say, we never seen it on this wise. He doesn't speak like regular people. He doesn't do things like regular people. John the Baptist, because he was a voice, and one of the words means to expose. What did he do? He exposed an adulterous spirit that was with Jezebel. Because even though the, the actual Jezebel was dead in the Old Testament, that spirit transcended. And we see it alive and well in somebody named Herodias. And Herodias has a spirit of Jezebel and she hates the voice of God. She hates the prophetic. And it was her goal to silence John the Baptist. And we know the story that John uncovers a sexual immorality. One of the spirits that is very strongly associated with a Jezebel spirit is sexual immorality. It has always been that way. And this is the hour that we're in. There has never been a stronger Jezebel spirit in the earth than there is right now. Never has there been greater sexual immorality in the earth than there is right now. And so now God looses an Elijah anointing. Didn't the Bible say that John the Baptist had, he came in the spirit and the power of Elijah. And in the book of Revelations, God is dealing with the Thyatira church. And he said, I have somewhat against you because you tolerate. In other words, it means you left alone that spirit of Jezebel. And what we're dealing with right now is there is a Jezebel spirit. Did you know that when she got his, John the Baptist's head cut off, even though she cut his head off, she did not stop his purpose. 
he had already released the word of the Lord history says that when she had his head cut off and they brought it to her on a, on a plate that she was so angry at John the Baptist she pulled his tongue out and drove a nail through it well I can tell you by the Holy Ghost that that's not gonna happen this time because the Bible says Never have there been a greater prophet than John the Baptist, but you and I who are least in the kingdom of God. What does that mean? When you get filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you are greater than John the Baptist. Why? Because you are now the incarcerated spirit of Jesus inside of you. And that whatever you say, hallelujah, you are the voice that is speaking on behalf of Jesus. Jesus Christ and when you speak you speak the words of Jesus Amen. the enemy hates the voice of righteousness it's always come after the voice in fact the very first time that the word voice is ever listed in the Bible ever mentioned in the Bible it says this the voice of the blood of Abel cries or prophesies from the ground whenever righteousness has a voice hell comes to silence it and I unequivocally I know this right now for me for Josh for you for this church the enemy is trying to silence our voice. Can't happen. Hallelujah. Because God has raised us up. And not just us, but bodies across the earth that have been empowered, have been endued by God to declare the word of the Lord. And so, the voice of the Lord that's being released this time our voice is shaking this is what uh, in fact I, I have memorized but this is what the Bible says in the Greek that the Lord says yet once more I'm gonna shake not only the earth but I'm gonna shake heavens the word shake means to make men quake with fear and to make men tremble we've had too long when people have shook their fist at God who said we don't honor God we don't believe in God and God says no he said there is a voice that I've empowered in this hour hallelujah when I I've been only been in twice to be able to pray for my son and every time I lay hands on him and he's, he's intubated and he's on a, on a machine to help him breathe and I just lay hands on him and I command life hallelujah I, I, I declare prophetically God that he shall stand on the platform and declare communion that he will preach the word of the Lord see we, you know what the Bible said that when Israel got ready to claim their inheritance after 430 years of being in bondage they now have a Joshua hallelujah as a leader 
who has not disqualified himself but for the last 40 years he has been declaring I'm going up to the land of Canaan when they got to the edge of the land of Canaan the Bible says this the Lord spoke to him he said tell them to sanctify themselves wash their clothes for on the third day they're getting ready to go into the land of Canaan Jesus Christ died around six o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon and he rose from the dead around six o'clock on a Saturday evening my son had a brain aneurysm around five or six o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon and now they tell me that I can come in between five and six by myself tonight and spend an hour with him you know what I'm believing I'm believing hallelujah for resurrection power you, listen, you might as well put all your eggs in the basket. All the chips are on the table. Because if we lose this battle, we are mortally wounded. We don't lose. Hallelujah. There is no place for death. We are God's men and women who stand on the foundation of the word of the Lord by the power of God. This is what Joshua said in the Old Testament. He looked at God's people when they got ready to walk over into the land of Canaan and also when God parted the Jordan River the Bible said it was at flood stage when it had its most volume of water Joshua walks up he touches the waters at flood stage the Bible said they parted but he said this we have never been this way before where we are going as a church in the earth those of you are listening to me online where we are now going we've never been there before I don't care what you've seen in the past this is the latter and the former rain poured out together I would rather die in faith than live in unbelief. And God wants to do extraordinary things. Yesterday as I was, I was praying, I was just, you know, when I was, and I've done this before, but when I was speaking prophetically at the renewal, I guess what it was last, a week ago, this today and I remember the Lord saying that he was going to lose healing in the earth and that he was going to empty out hospitals but whenever God breaks open that dimension somebody's the key there has to be a place that you point to and said that was the moment that it broke that was the moment that it happened. In this hour that we're in, in the earth, God has given us our voice back. Hallelujah. He's given us our shout. When the Lord, after he brought them into the land of Canaan, you know, they weren't trained warriors. They didn't have a lot of, of weapons. 
And the Lord speaks to Joshua and he said, you tell those people to go take Jericho. Well, Jericho was the strongest city in the entire country of Canaan. There was no bigger city, no more fortified city than Jericho. And the Lord tells this little motley crew of men and women, he said, that's the city that I want you to take. And he said, just tell them to walk around the walls every day one time and not say anything. And then on the seventh day, do it seven times, and on the seventh time, shout, because I'm going to give you the city. As they encompassed that city, I know that I think for a long time we've been circling Jericho. But I can tell you, I believe we're on our last lap. And I believe that God did that so he could build a shout in them. And you know, not after, after seven days and not been able to say anything, when Joshua looked at me and said, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. I think there was an eruption. Hallelujah. What was it? It was a voice that shook the walls and the walls came down flat and God gave them the strongest city without them ever having to use a weapon because he wanted to demonstrate to them that the strongest that the enemy has is no match for the shout that's in my people and what God is trying to do to you and I is get us to release a shout in our spirit that in the spirit realm we are ripping off the mass. Did you know that the first thing that Jesus did when he was resurrected was he took the napkin off of his mouth and he laid the grave clothes in a place by themselves but he took the napkin and he set it off by itself. Whenever the enemy, or they say that in Jewish tradition, that when a guest, after he had eaten a meal, if they intended to come back, they would take their napkin and they would fold it by itself. And Jesus folded that napkin in that tomb because he was declaring that when they walked in and saw that napkin, this says he's coming back again. Hallelujah. Can I tell you by the Spirit of the Lord that there is a spiritual napkin that has been folded by the power of God. And God is saying in this hour, you will not silence my church. But in the last days, hallelujah, just as it was on the day of Pentecost, with a rushing mighty wind so is there in this hour a release of the shout of the Lord we send an earthquake hallelujah the Holy Ghost to Skyline Hospital we send it to your home we send it to your children we send it to the White House we send it to the Supreme Court because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world hold your ground hold your ground you don't back up. You don't give in. You don't speak what the enemy puts in your mouth. But out of your mouth comes life, comes declaration, comes a shaking up by the Spirit of God. Verse 27 says, And so this work, 
that God is using to shake the earth and the heavens. He said, this word yet once more signifieth, or it's a sign of the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made or man-made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. There is a house cleaning beginning to take place in the spirit. There's a house cleaning that's going to come to the Supreme Court. There's a house cleaning that's going to come to our government, our Congress. There's a house cleaning. The Bible says judgment begins at the house of the Lord. There's a whole lot of wolves and sheep's clothing that are going to be exposed and shaken by the power of God. And so the Lord says this, he said, what you're going to see this year is a removal of those things which were man-made. And then verse 28 says, wherefore, you and I are receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Upon this rock will I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Nevertheless, the foundation of God remaineth sure, for the Lord knoweth them that are his. Let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. For the Lord is a church and a tried stone. He is the rock of ages. He is the foundation of the house of God. When you and I are built on Jesus, we cannot be moved. In fact, we cannot be shaken. We're going to make the devil wish that he never messed with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, either it's real or it's not real. There ain't no such thing as half dead. Praise God. Either the church is powerful or she's not powerful. Either she's a man-made entity that just gets people to come in and feel good until tragedy hits and then there's no solution. But we have a more sure word of prophecy that my word, says the Lord, will not return unto me void. And so all across the earth, hallelujah, I just begin to speak. The voice of God begin to be loose by the power of the Lord. Years ago, and I, and, and I believe that we're beginning to see it, but when I have that vision 35 years ago, before I ever knew what prophecy was, and I saw all of God's people in such disarray and weeping, and I didn't know until recently God began to quicken my spirit. But when I saw all of the people of the Lord in, uh, just in despair, they were hopeless. Tears just running silently down their face. And, and I saw demon spirits intermingle among them. And I watched those demon spirits just stick them. And I really think what I saw was vaccine. Was being forced. We were being stuck. And not having any recourse. Now, hear me by the spirit. Having the vaccine or not having the vaccine is not a spiritual thing. That's something you just do out of your own choice, all right? But what I'm saying is, it's, it's deeper than that. There is a demonic attack against God's people to manipulate and control. 
And in that setting, I saw an old man that I knew had an Elijah anointing begin to say, the line of Judah shall roar again today. And when I saw that, immediately, in, a, in just a few seconds, I saw the spirit of intimidation on God's people and the spirit of intimidation that these demonic beings had go straight up in the air and they switched and they came back down. And the spirit of power came on God's people. And I watched demons begin to run for their lives with the people of God chasing them. God is in the middle of changing things. Now, the reason stuff that I'm saying to you sounds so preposterous is because we've not seen it. We've not heard this kind of stuff. We've not seen miracles that we're preaching about. Most of us have never seen a dead person raised. Most of us have never seen an eyeball come and be created or a leg that's not there grow out. Or <clears throat> most of us have never seen a man with Parkinson's healed and run across the platform. But just because we've not seen it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. What God is trying to do is he's trying to stretch us. Hallelujah. You're going to have to open yourself up to the spirit of the Lord. And every time the enemy comes against you with a spirit of doubt, you have to say liar. Hallelujah. Liar. Won't receive it. Won't receive it. Won't receive it. Listen, every time the devil, when he came against Jesus in the wilderness and he would say something, Jesus would counteract it with the word of the Lord. It is written. It is written. It is written. And some of you need to use your voice and begin to speak over your situation. Whether you're in Europe or you're in India or you're in South America, it doesn't matter. You need to declare it is written. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That means in Australia, in France, in Germany, in Belize, in Belgium, in Canada, in India, hallelujah. It doesn't matter where the Spirit of the Lord is. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. God is greater than demons. He's greater than coronavirus. He's greater than the Omicron. He's greater than cancer. He's greater than the devourer. You got a God that's waiting for you to rise up and loose the Spirit of the Lord that out of your belly shall begin to flow a declarative word of God and said, devil, I have authority over you. I bind you in the name of Jesus that every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is the Lord of glory. I can tell you this. We're at the apex. We don't have another year. We're there. Either we win or else we allow the enemy to take control. Well, we're the church. Hallelujah. We're the people of God. We are blood bought. And so we have authority. Amen. By the Spirit over everything in our lives. Don't let the devil silence you 
Say, well, what is silence? It's going to prayer and saying, oh, Lord, I just don't know what to do. Jesus, you just help me. That's unbelief. I shared last night, I said, the Lord spoke to me and said, I don't need weepers right now. I need warriors. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know why? Because God has fully given us the provision. And he's saying use it. By the Spirit of the Lord. And so as we end, we end um, today, I want my wife to come. And uh, I know our service is a little bit unusual, but, you know, we had good church without worship, didn't we? Amen. Amen. Such a, such a wonderful turnout today. Thank you so much for coming out to the house of the Lord and, and being with us. And um, we just uh, we want you to stand today. In fact, you know, I, I don't think I can dismiss you. I think we just need to fill this altar up. Hallelujah. Come on. We, we have one of our own that we are warring over. And so as we stand here today, I want you just to begin to command life to Josh. Hallelujah. And don't do it with a heavy spirit. You release the Holy Ghost that's in you. Hallelujah. Now, Lord, God, we lose the voice. God, we lose our voice in the atmosphere God we lose our voice in the name of Jesus hallelujah hallelujah that's it we're losing the voice of life God we're losing the voice of life God we praise you in advance for the victory God we praise you hallelujah that Lord what the man says is impossible is possible with God Lord we worship you today now Lord we're prophesying a quick work Lord that even this evening God we loose resurrection in that hospital oh hallelujah God walking out whole walking out healed walking out delivered by the power of God hallelujah 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 that oh Lord Jesus two or three agree together on any one thing I will do it hallelujah Lord hallelujah hallelujah God we praise you now Oh, mighty Jesus, glory of Sunday. Hallelujah, God. Lord, you take pleasure in the praise of your saints. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. God, strengthen carry today. Oh, God, put a fire in her belly. God, strengthen this church, strengthen regeneration, Nashville. God, that we will walk out this thing in victory. Hallelujah. Lord, that we will not allow our voice to be silenced. But God, loose the voice. Loose the voice. Loose the voice of praise. Loose the voice of declaring in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, you got anything you want to say? I, I just want to thank everyone who has um
prayed for our family who's come around our family we've received texts and calls and emails and hugs and and your love is just overwhelming and I just want to thank you for that I do ask you that you would pray for our daughter-in-law during this time she's a rock she's a rock and when they brought in the news to us at the ER man she just started speaking faith and declaring the word of the Lord but she's a woman and she's a mother and she's a wife and so she needs our prayers uh, people are asking how they can help her and we are setting up a bank account for her that she doesn't have to worry about money and so we're going to start uh, putting money in that in that account for her and our grandsons they were with their dad when this happened and so we want them to have some fun times under their belt some good things happening in their life uh, yesterday morning I just want to add this yesterday morning I woke up in hard grief just grieving grieving it was a devil it was an enemy and and because the Lord had spoken to me that the kingdom of God suffereth violence but the violent take it by force and so the enemy just tried to put this deep sorrow on me what if what if and you know second Corinthians chapter 10 verse uh, 5 says this the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and and pulling down every thought and bringing it into captivity so I woke my husband up and I said the enemy is is trying to put grief and sorrow on me and I said I need to be violent in the Holy Ghost and I can't be violent I can't be violent if I'm sad so I need you to pray for me and I'm gonna tell you what the Holy Spirit has undergirded us both we are violent in the Holy Ghost God has given us some violent prayer warriors and take that word as I'm as I mean it just uh, contending in the faith we know the battle was won 2,000 years ago at Calvary so we are we are warring with a finished work we know that it's done it's already done so uh, I just love you guys and I just want to thank you and I encourage you to pray for our family our daughter-in-law and our grandsons especially and we just want you to know how much we love you amen amen we're gonna celebrate aren't we amen. So, uh, what a marvelous y'all are a marvelous church I love you it's an honor to be able to pastor you and so um, Get your sleds out because we're supposed to have seven inches of snow. And uh, Red David? We sang our God is an awesome God. Amen. Well, I can't lead it. <laughs> our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. One more time. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about KCM International or Regeneration Nashville, go to KentChristmas.org or RegenerationNashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube.
God bless you.